What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. So I was talking to uh, Paul Kingsbury the other day. We were just via text uh, going over a couple of things like feedback on certain episodes and some other stuff and started talking about um, he wants me involved in some stuff in like basically discussing problems that we see in the mess uh, and what we should do about about them, stuff like that, like stuff I talk about all the time. So we were uh, going back and forth about that. And uh, I've I've talked a lot about what the problems are and, and some, I think, about what we should and could do about that. And that's what I was talking more to Paul about. Um, and it was in regards to like like what would kind of uh reimagining the vision and kind of mission statement of the chief's mess look like and how would it happen and we didn't go into great detail but which i i would like to that's something that i've got kind of got in the back of my mind for an upcoming episode is getting the right people together and having that conversation to the to the effect of an actual plan uh, to some level of granularity instead of just like waxing philosophical about it. But uh, that, and I'm, and I'm kind of going to wax philosophical a little bit about one of the methods that I don't think is discussed much um, is, is that as I've, as I've kind of gone down the path of this, this podcast and, and talking to people about all the things, you know, like their experiences with leadership, leadership problems, leadership challenges, their leadership philosophies, what, you know, the lessons they've learned over time and experience is that from the junior enlisted perspective and oftentimes from, from junior officer perspective and some, some other perspectives, uh, even some chiefs, it's when you're looking at the mess and in its current state, in its current like iteration we're looking at it like it's broken and that it's almost non-functional and um like a sensationalistic view of like how far gone it is and it's barely adding value right and you guys know I kind of I'll fall somewhere in the middle of it's the it's it's fine and nothing's wrong and that description that I just gave uh, I think there are definitely giant problems but I think we do a lot of things right and I think that unfortunately if you plotted the experience of sailors it would look like a uh, look it would look like somebody that needs glasses taking pot shots at a target during a gun shoot with an m500 right there would be it would be scattered all over the place uh i was pretty shocked to hear the etn one i talked to the other day uh guy I served with say he had never really had a negative experience with a chief and a lot of that i think was based on his interpretation of those experiences and how he decided to deal with them because he he made the comment like yeah of course i've been yelled at and stuff like that but never really had a uh, something that he'd point at as like a well, this this might just be a bad person being a bad person kind of experience but then at others it's like i can only find those types of experiences and then there's a whole bunch of in between so what i what i thought was unique was that i keep having conversations with chiefs and i and i was telling paul like he's one of the first prominent voices that i ever discovered that kind of felt the same way I did and and that validated a lot of 
what I was theorizing and what I was pointing at and saying was broken, but I kind of felt like the only the only voice in the room that was actually willing to say it out loud and, and was fully standing by to get ostracized as a result, at least to some degree. I mean, there's always going to be people that just close ranks and fiercely protect it blindly, but it being the mess and all the things that the mess does. But I, the complete opposite happened. I have yet to have one negative interaction with a chief regarding any of the things that I've said on the podcast. Maybe there's just not that many chiefs listen. I, like, I don't know. I, I've actually been shocked at how many chiefs listen and how many chiefs reach out and are just like, oh my God, like this is, you're saying what I'm thinking. And like, you're vocalizing the, the problems I've seen and the experiences I've had and how I feel about them and what I wish we would do about them. So in, in kind of experiencing that over the last five years, I've come to a bit of a hypothesis. I don't want to say conclusion, but I've, I've settled on this hypothesis that there is this desire to go the direction generally that I'm talking about, but like simmering beneath the surface, it's a little cook pun for you for the day. You're welcome. So it, it's it's there, right? And and when I talk to a chief individually or senior chief or master chief, like anybody, when I talk to them individually, they oftentimes agree and feel the same way, and you know, are just like ex- like relieved to ex- also express their frustration and and talk to somebody like minded, much like I was when I finally. Uh, the first one really like the first person I heard speak out besides me was uh, Bill Houlihan, uh, who I hope to speak to soon. But um, the then Paul, like I, the, he was the first one that I got to I got to talk to um, that was that I felt was like a validating moment for my thought processes because he's a fleet mass chief like he, he's a retired fleet. Like if anybody's an authority on chiefing and all things chiefs mess, it's a fleet master chief. Um, so to, to have that type of conversation and for it to not just be me, it was helpful in kind of continuing down the path and having the conversation. But it got me to a, a, a hypothesis that many more chiefs than I think most people believe feel the same way. Uh, and it's kind of this existing feeling, but aren't willing to individually fight back against what's wrong with the organization, right? Everybody, we're literally conditioned to have a fear of uh, of not ex- non-acceptance, right? And and I use that word on purpose, uh, and it's in the Chiefs' creed to, like, today you've been accepted, right? You see it all over all the Chiefs' swag, like, uh, tested, tried, accepted, or, or selected, initiated, accepted, or whatever. I was accepted. There was a, there's a no, a no-joke moment programmed into the final night crucible events during every chief season where the mess accepts you quote unquote right where it's the design of it much like the things i've been talking about the chief's creed and stuff like that that i think probably need to get revised like i think they came from a good place when they were written i don't i don't have a problem with the the symbolism or the exercise so much as i have a problem with it being taken so literally by a lot of people like I've stood at a final night acceptance where a bunch of chiefs were like 
this person's not ready. We're not accepting them. And I'm like, this is a symbolic gesture, not an, a literal process. Um, so that's kind of like it, you, you're built during the, the season to have this fear, right? Like of like, oh, they might not accept us, right? Of course, like, and of course, if you're doing it right, and if you, I mean, we as chiefs, if you're doing the season right, if initiation training is happening the way that it's supposed to, where it's training objective focused and we're leading it and we were responsible for leading you before your name ever came out on a selection list. So if you get to this acceptance moment, this symbolic acceptance moment and you're quote unquote, not ready. If somebody wants to go down that road and debate that, right there, there is no debate because you failed as a leader. (laughs) So it's this catch 22, right? Where you're like, you're, if you're trying to argue that somebody's not ready and they shouldn't be accepted, it's like you're chasing your tail because they're not ready to be accepted because you failed as a leader and didn't didn't prepare them prior to and then during the the approximately six week initiation season. So if they get to that moment and they're not ready, it's because you failed and you get to spend the next however long after pinning remediating that. But that's uh, that's chief's fault (laughs) that's the mess's fault that's not the fault of the select which is often where the blame is is placed in those moments but the point being that we're we're built to have this fear of of not being accepted so what i feel like the hypothesis being i feel like is happening is the the chiefs that are out there uh, out of a, a sense of fear of the the collective group turning on them um, and exercising the type of group accountability I've talked about in the past, which is never fun, right? You could get ostracized, made fun of. It could it could be a passive aggressive thing. Uh, it could be like you're completely excommunicated sometimes. Like I've seen some weird stuff happen. And the this, among many other things, are why I think that there needs to be a fundamental cultural shift. There needs to be a fundamental like re- rebuilding of the the mission statement right like there's a lot of good stuff there but it needs it needs a reset it needs an update um without abandoning our tradition and without like i'm not saying burn the whole thing down i i hope everybody understands that i feel like i feel like most people do um again like every time i'm in here recording this podcast i'm staring at my collection of combo covers and like my my uh, vessel with my book in it and a whole bunch of I collect Navy memorabilia and in particular submarine dolphins and chief stuff um, and and cook stuff. Uh, but it I'm not <laughs> I'm obviously like a Kool-Aid drinking true believer. And I love I love being a chief. I think it's the coolest job in the world. Um I guess where I'm arriving is that while that my love for that, like my passion for enlisted leadership development and education, if if I have not demonstrated over the last five years of my life how ridiculously important it is to me, it's it's so important to me that when I recognize our failures and I recognize our weaknesses and I recognize the need for this type of change, it's like I can't keep my mouth shut. And I don't think anyone else should either. Uh, I, I feel like the discussion matters. And, and again, like the, the people I look up to, like Paul Kingsbury and, and Bill Houlihan, like the, the type of leaders that are out there now 
talking about this it's like that's uh, that's what kind of put throws gas on the fire for me is like like i started doing it and i thought i was gonna be like screaming at the wind um because i don't think and, and now i kind of know based on some discussions i've had that like at the highest levels this isn't perceived to be a problem and i i have such a hard time understanding why not but uh, that's another conversation for another time. But what for for the chief that's out there on the deck plate, right, that you're in a mess, whether you're, you know, a brand new first year or you've been around the block a few times and, and there's some salt on your anchors. If you are are in a mess and you feel that way and I've talked to a lot of you, you need to vocalize it, whether it's sitting down and having conversations one-on-one or it's having group conversations whether you're doing chiefs training as a mess sailor 360 and i and i also encourage you not just within the mess even though that's where i think it needs to start because if we if we're no matter how many people tell us there's a problem until the mess collectively recognize recognizes and accepts that we in fact do have a problem and it needs to be addressed nothing's ever going to change so i think the conversation needs to start there but I think it's also really important to have those conversations with junior sailors, have those conversations with officers, like be willing to have that dialogue with a first class, be willing to have that dialogue with a seaman, with a a lieutenant junior grade, with your commanding officer, like be willing to have those conversations uh, about, you know, what we as chiefs are doing good, great, poorly, what, like what ideas do you have about what we could do better? I've heard a lot of really cool things lately. Um, I talked to him, one of my best friends in this world uh, that I did a podcast with that you guys will see soon. He was describing, um, I think the, uh, the advancement exam was going on on the mess decks of the destroyer that he was stationed on. And they opened the chief's mess up for the meal and the crew came through and just ate lunch in the chief's mess. And this being like, I, so on submarines, we don't have that. We just have the t- a table. And I often would let the crew sit there when there is no chiefs, even though I really don't think there should be a chief's table at all. A, a, a viewpoint that has developed since I left that submarine. Um, I didn't really, I kind of just shrugged at it before, but now it's like just, it's a symbolic thing. It means a lot, especially on a ship where the chiefs eat behind a closed door in their own little space. The fact that those chiefs, recognize that issue and instead of just delaying the meal so that you know everybody could still eat and gen pop on the mestex they're like no we're not moving the meal hour we're not going to inconvenience all the other sailors that are not taking the exam and then the sailors that like as they finish the exam they have to eat and go and watch or whatever like no we're gonna serve the meal in the chief's mess maybe we make the meal longer because there's less seating or whatever to accommodate all those sailors and because the exam's going on, but yeah, they went out of their way. And he, he even, he said, he's like, I think that went a long way with the crew. I think it meant a lot to them that we were willing to do that. I mean, I don't even <laughs> like, it's hard to redesign a bunch of ships, but I don't even think they should have their own dining area. Uh, I don't think that's a thing that should happen, but it, it was something that they, they did. And I thought it was really cool. And I thought it was something that, was it was like a, a micro experiment on shifting some some cultural norms like it was a it was like a micro experiment to see what would happen if we like tore down some of those artificially created barriers that junior sailors and junior officers and just people on the outside looking in are so fond of criticizing 
Cause you got, cause then it makes you ask yourself like, okay, why does it even exist? <laughs> like, why is this real? Why do we even do this? Which I talked about on chief privilege. So I won't go too far down that rabbit hole, but I think it needs to be discussed. I think that the chiefs that I'm talking about, the ones that listen to this podcast and are just like, yeah, you know, or like the ones I've talked to on the podcast, the ones that like friends of mine that I've, I've had this dialogue with, like, it's time to start speaking up. And I, and I don't mean become like some sort of like chief reform activist where you're like, you're putting yourself out there in a perilous way where you're going to be ostracized for saying it's all broken and we want to, I'm not saying that I'm saying start creating the dialogue, start being the catalyst for the dialogue. Just ask thought provoking questions like, Hey, is there something we could be doing to address these perceptions? Because whether we think it's a problem or not, because because you might have a bunch of like true believers in we should all. Yeah, we should have these privileges. We should have our own parking. We should have our own mess. We should have our own sleeping quarters, blah, 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 because we're E7 and above. And that's the way things are. And there's all these they might have all these reasons or things that they think are reasons uh, for those artificial separations and, and stuff like that. And like ask the question, like, what do we gain by it? If all of the junior enlisted personnel and all of the junior officers and all of the other people and a lot of chiefs think this is a problem. Even if it's just a perception, like give them that, give them that, like you, you, let's say you're right. Right. And, and all those reasons you listed for all these things existing are, are valid, but a huge group of people who are the end users of our leadership. Like they're our customers. If you're treating it like a customer service style thing, which is kind of what I do. So that's why I reference that a lot. But it's if you're treating them as the end user and they perceive there to be a giant problem creating barriers in communication and trust, then don't you kind of got to treat it like that it's really a problem? Like how, how else do you address that? How else do you make those um, those barriers go away so that we can all effectively communicate so they can trust us and we can all accomplish a mission. Like how, how do I, how do I effectively lead those people? If all of the things that I'm talking about create barriers and create distrust. So I like, I, I don't think there are reasons. So it's like, you're going to have, they're going to have a hard time rebutting any of that, but at, just have that conversation and you can have the, the beauty of, of um, what I, I mean, again, I'm always open to having the conversation and am always open to having somebody convince me otherwise. But the advantage of being quote unquote right <laughs> about certain things is like you can kind of take the low ground. Like I, I, I'm willing to sit down and have a conversation with somebody and and give up the high ground to them and just say, let's pretend you're right. Like, let's just for the sake of argument, you're right. And I'm just perceiving a problem exists. There's not really a problem, but I'm the E4 mafia and I believe that I can't trust chiefs. And I believe that there's a whole bunch of nefarious things going on behind the closed door. And I believe that you all think you're better than us because you walk around a parking lot and plaster cars with signs that say that your license plate has been taken down and we're going to tow you next time. And that you know you are better than us and you get to eat in your own mess and eat better food than us and blah, 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 right? I believe all those things to be true as the E4 Mafia. So if I believe them to be true, in my universe, they're true. So I'm going to act on those things that, as if they're true, even though they're not, for the sake of this argument, a large group of people are going to 
act as if those things are real, right? And it's going to, I mean, good luck convincing them they're wrong. And remember when you were an E4, like, good luck convincing me that I was wrong when I was MS3. So knowing all that, right? Like, okay, how do I, am I going to debunk them? Am I going to like plaster the ship with propaganda saying like nothing bad goes on behind the doors of the chief's mess? Like anyone's going to believe that ever? Yeah, like you have to shine some sunlight on that. There, there needs to be some more transparency. You need to, you need to be the one initiating the rebuilding, right? Because they're content to just not trust you. Uh, I mean, they, they want quality leadership. It's not a, a an absence of desire there, where they're just they want to just be treated like crap, and they want to not trust you, and they want to um, be angry at you, and all those things, even though you know. Somebody might tell you that, but I, I don't for a second believe that that's what they want. I, and I think most would tell you that, yeah, if, you, if, I, if I could replace my chief with, you know, an amazing leader right now, uh, I would do that. And even if they weren't a chief, like if I could replace that job with just some amazing, like I could put Jocko Willink in there and he's my new chief, I'd do it tomorrow. I think that there, there there's a very finite a, a number of ways like there's a there's a very clear path that will illuminate itself during those conversations where you can you can make it look like you're being uh almost submissive like you're you're taking the low ground you're telling them they're right you're doing all those things a very clear path will illuminate itself most of the time during those conversations where it's like yeah like what's it gonna hurt <laughs> to kind of disarm some of those those uh misconceptions or preconceived notions or stereotypes or whatever, right? Like what's it going to hurt if during normal working hours underway, the chief's mess door is always open unless, you know, we're having a disciplinary review board or something, something that requires privacy, absolutely requires it. Very few exceptions though. Like with, without, with almost zero exceptions, that door is just always open. Like it's not allowed to be closed. Um, or like every every Friday, the crew like a certain or like certain people. We used to do like right hand man day, where like you'd bring a sailor that is like your LPO or something to the to the chief's club or the chief's mess or whatever. So like you bring you know, like a, a member of your division or one of your divisions or your department or whatever to lunch in the chief's mess, or give it up. And then like an even better example would be. Uh, we would do pizza nights underway a lot. And so we'd serve the crew pizza. So it's like they get in there and like the cooks are cooking the meal and, or sorry, the chiefs are cooking the meal and the cooks go away. And then like the, you just fill the mess with junior enlisted sailors, like every Friday after field day or whatever, where you're, you're serving them. Cause that's a powerful experience for the leader to be in a servant role and to bring them food and can I get you something to drink, right? Like, do you need anything? I'm, I'm confident that a lot of the rapport I had with the crew was I was willing and when I had time, I'd be on the decks and I would just, like, I was willing to go refill their drink for them or wipe something up on the table or refill the napkins. And I would do it for them all the time while, while talking to them. But like, yeah, I, like, oh, you want some more chicken tenders? I'll be right back, man. Like, stay, stay there, sit down. Like, I got it. And I'd go get it. Like I, that's, I, I'm a senior chief. I don't have to do that. I could easily get away with not doing that. I could easily get away with never being on the mess decks during a meal. Like there's a lot of things that I 
don't have to do. I like did the world we live in, you know, like, like the culture that I'm talking about changing. It's like, I can get away with a lot of stuff, but I, I chose not to. And I did that on purpose because I saw the power of those types of gestures. Like, and it's so simple. It's so easy. It's such an easy thing. Like what, what did I have to give? What did I give up in order to do those things? Like, what did I really sacrifice? Nothing. All I did was gain there. So it's it's one of those things that I to to kind of bring it all back around. Um, so I don't I don't run on for too long here. Is is that it's time to speak up? All of those chiefs that nod as I talk, uh, or as they listen to my guests talk, or or they just have like you're maybe you're listening to the cutlass podcast maybe you're listening to jeff bayless and and on the evolution maybe you're doing all these things and and like using other like external like you're you're listening to an ebook or whatever an audiobook sorry uh and you're nodding and you're like yes like that's what i'm talking that's what it that's what needs to get fixed or that's the thing that's wrong or that's the root cause for the issues that I get frustrated about every day and that you're just sitting there in the mess, just stewing. And I've been there. I've been that guy. Like I've been sitting on a bench seat in the mess, listening to people talk or been standing on the perimeter during a chief season's event and like trying to contain my eye roll or my sigh of just disgust. I've been there. The difference was I had a really hard time keeping my mouth shut. And especially as I advanced, as I got more senior, I just like, no, like now that I'm in the, I, I ran a lot of seasons too, because I wanted to volunteer to put myself in the line of fire so that I could have control or at least, you know, as much as possible, because I wasn't the CMC over what happened so that things like that wouldn't happen anymore for at least that group of people that that I had cognizance over like the the selectees that I was directly in contact with at least they would get a positive experience at least I would put chiefs out into the universe that did it the right way and that I I I I put my hands on them metaphorically and I like downloaded into them everything that I could and hopefully they took it on board at least at least I did that and then it turned into this platform and these discussions and and so on. And like any chance I get in a mess to have these conversations, I am. But I think it's time for everybody else to do it too. That's that's my my hypothesis is a lot of you are sitting on the perimeter or perimeter or sitting on the bench seat and just quietly stewing, you know, just jaded, bitter, angry, frustrated, however you want to describe it. Um, I think there's a lot of us out there that are are thinking that we can't vocalize it in the mess. And I would challenge you uh, to do exactly that in the right way. I think you can. And I think you should. I don't think you need to stand on the table and scream at everybody, which is probably what you feel like doing a lot of the times because I did. But. Uh, and, and I popped my top a few times where I like I couldn't take it anymore. And I, I vented out loud and was very frustrated. But it's a lot more productive when you just have that type of conversation where you're just broaching the topic and presenting an idea. And, or like a lot of times you're just asking a question like, hey, what do you guys think of this? Like, do you I, I see all this stuff on like stuff it's not stuff but stuff my lpo says and uh like the master arms one i shame i, I shame sorry i share their stuff a lot um the, like the meme sites right 
or like the comic strip sites like Scuttlebutt. Like it's all there for you to to see and interpret. And it's like, yeah, it's meant to be funny, but that comes from somewhere. And there's a reason there's themes that are constantly running through that kind of stuff. There's a message to be had. And so bring up one of those ideas, one of those concepts that that bugs you the most and just say, hey, like I, I know this exists, right? And I've talked to a lot of junior sailors and they think it exists and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, I think we could do something about that on our ship. It's like very simple. And and here's my idea. What do you guys think? Or something to that effect where you're presenting an idea or just and just have a discussion and be prepared for pushback. Be prepared for somebody to tell you you're a dummy. Uh, It's it, it probably going to happen. I've had I've had people tell me several times that I'm a dummy, uh, both for the podcast and in real life. Uh, it, it happens. Um, sometimes it's proven true. <laughs> like other times it was, uh, I convinced them the other way, you know, like it, but those discussions have to happen. They're going to be challenging. Sometimes they're going to be uncomfortable. Uh, you're going to feel uneasy or like you're going to get some anxiety about it, but they got to happen. Those conversations have got to start happening inside of a chief's mess and outside, right? Like inside amongst the chiefs, especially during chiefs training. That's a great time to bring it up too, because you're supposed to be having, you know, leadership development discussions, but, uh, but then outside the mess, like take the time to just talk to junior sailors about it. When you get the opportunity to interact with them, like when you're on duty or something, uh, or just walk in the ship during like a field day or opportunities like that. Just ask them those questions or sit out, like take the division out for lunch, you know, and ask those questions. Um, I think, it's a really important and powerful thing. And I think it's the type of conversation that you'll get reminded of later in life when that sailor's putting on anchors or after the fact or whatever, where like the, there are conversations I never, I don't even remember having that a sailor has told me, you said this to me and that like, I stayed with me forever. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm pressing the, I believe button like uh, that we had that conversation, but uh, there, cause I remember things that I think are impactful, but you'd be surprised what sticks with these junior sailors. And I think that's the type of thing that, that could help slowly steer the ship in the right direction, right? It could slowly start changing sailors perception of chiefs. If that chief takes the time to have that type of conversation with them, involves them in the dialogue. It's important. Their feedback is important. Their, their opinion of us, their willingness to trust and communicate with us is all that matters. <laughs> like I, it's, it's what we do. It's what we're getting paid for. It's the sole reason for the mess existing is to take care of these sailors. And it boggles my mind that we don't spend more time and effort addressing our problems and, and trying to be better stewards of, of that responsibility of that privilege, if you will. <laughs> and that's where I'm going to leave it. I think, uh, I am super, super interested to hear from you as always, especially chiefs out there. Uh, like if you have questions, comments, concerns, feedback, whatever you want to talk to me about it, you think I'm crazy. Hit me up. Don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message me. Don't give up the ship podcast. Or you can DM us on Instagram or Reddit, uh, DGS Podcast. We have a sub, and then I'm a user on Reddit, same screen name, DGS Podcast. Uh, hit us up there. Find find the content. Uh, start the discussion. Right? Like I, I always, always, always want to hear from all of you, but especially Chiefs in this instance. Uh, 
like why are you not having the conversation or if you have how did it go if you have questions on how to do it uh if you think i'm an idiot and this isn't necessary whatever uh feel free to interact i i I love talking to to everybody from all walks of life and then uh if you would and can help us out by getting the word out just like share subscribe review on all the platforms right itunes and facebook and instagram all the things like if you can share the content that helps a ton uh, and then just review everything. There's like algorithms that put it in front of the eyes it needs to see, but it generally engagement is what's going to drive that. So uh, if you could help us out by doing all those things, that'd be great. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. 